Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nine Lives Podcast, episode 12. Last week, we spoke to the lovely Finn um, about running and finding the pot of gold that doesn't exist, releasing control, all of those good things. I'm so glad that you guys liked that conversation. It was a really, really lovely one for me to have. Um, He's a dear pal, so really glad that you all learned something from that. Um, If you haven't already, please give this uh, podcast a five-star rating. It really helps me. Um, Give me a follow as well on Spotify, on Instagram. Come say hi. I am always delighted to hear your feedback and it's it's a beautiful thing and I'm just so glad to be continuing this journey every single week. It's a lovely, lovely space for me. So thank you for joining me. This week we are going to be discussing body alchemy, which is my way of saying body recomposition, and a little bit about my lifting journey and some science around lifting because I know I talk a lot about running (laughs) and I will talk a little bit about my recent running thing that happened my half marathon pb but uh, my main discipline uh, as a coach and what I've studied and what I really am very good at actually naturally is lifting weights um power lifting specifically I'm not so much of a bodybuilding girl but um I just love lifting and the running thing has become so huge for me recently because I think in the summer months I just really really enjoy being outside and I have loved the friends that I've made the community that I have built and I have loved competing in races and just falling in love with that sport basically but now that winter is coming (laughs) it is time for me to refocus a little bit on lifting I have some big goals when it comes to strength um, and I just think it's going to be a very exciting time so I thought why not kick off this sort of podcast episode talking all about it giving you answering a lot of your FAQs giving you a bit of inspiration and just sort of introducing the subject of lifting weights to this podcast which I can't even believe we haven't covered yet but there's been so much to discuss around mental health addiction lifting uh running not lifting um that it's felt like it hasn't been the time but now feels like the time the weather is turning in London it's a wee bit chilly and those big hoodies are going on and I've actually just come from a powerlifting session this morning definitely very weak off the back of my half marathon so it feels like the right time um so I just did a half marathon PB in Ealing Ealing half marathon um very unexpected I ran with my client Kelly shout out to Kelly and Jax if you're listening we love you (laughs) so I did the first two kilometers with her and just something took a hold of me I think it was the ultra training block I think I underestimated just how fit I really am at the moment I mean I'm in I'm in good nick at the moment and I PB'd my 5k, my 10k, my 15k, my 20k and my half marathon all in one race and I will say it's a little bit of (laughs) I'm not a spiteful person whatsoever and everything I do is to prove to myself I can and for the joy of it however I kind of (laughs) wanted to get a sub two half marathon just just to kind of you know say you know what actually I do have this inside of me and I am capable of it and I couldn't say what contributed the most to that. I think it was just I got out of my own way. I got out of my head and I really just got the bit between the teeth and 
from about three kilometers onwards just held pace and overtook the two-hour pacers and just kept going and it was I've never run that fast for that long in my life I've never run that fast <laughs> so who knows but now that I have a taste for that I'm definitely going to be doing some PBs uh, over the winter in my 5 and 10k um, which is very exciting so a whole new world has been opened up to me which is fantastic and definitely yeah that was a very very good day I'm paying for it my gosh this is the hardest recovery I've ever had from a race. I felt much better after the ultra. So it just goes to show that, you know, your heart rate being elevated like that and all the stress really does um, take its toll. So, but I'm feeling better today. I'm feeling much more alive. Thank goodness I wasn't recording this yesterday because I was a husk of a human being. So <laughs> there we go. That's my PB story. Um, I'll definitely do an episode on sort of like training for speed once I have discovered how. That's the, that's a thing, an adventure I'm yet to go on. So I'm very excited to discover it. Now, body alchemy is my way of saying a holistic approach to transforming the human body through movement. It includes many different practices for myself, which is breath work, talk therapy, lifting weights, running, stretching, the list goes on. So I don't, I don't really see this as just changing the way that you look. I think it's just changing the way that your body is and performs and works for you as a human being. Um, so lifting weights has always been something I've done from the very, very beginning. I Running came into my life a lot later on when I'd lost sort of a, a, a little bit of weight and I felt kind of confident enough to be able to jog lifting was from the very very beginning because I really resonated with the idea <laughs> and always resonated with the idea even before I got into fitness of lifting weights and being strong looking strong and feeling powerful because for a lot of my life I've been made to feel very powerless by people whether that's in past relationships or through bullying and lifting truly has given me that power back I love the feeling of pushing and pulling and throwing and lifting and just feeling strong and walking through the world in a strong body that I know is very, very capable. I love my posture, that it gives me good posture. Um, I had a hump on the back of my neck for a very long time because of my bad posture and, and weight gain here. So the fact that lifting has given me strong shoulders and really nice posture incredible balance coordination it's just made my quality of life so much better and it's something that I don't see discussed a lot outside of bodybuilding and powerlifting but lifting truly has given me a new way of living just from little things like tripping on the stairs and catching myself never falling over I used to spill things on myself a lot I used to not be able to carry the shopping I used to get I mean it just it makes my life better and I know it's the same for a lot of people and a lot of clients that I work with do end up saying oh my gosh I did this thing today that was really hard a few months ago and it was so easy for me now you know I was at work and I was lifting boxes and it was so easy and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm liking how I'm holding myself and I'm moving through the world a lot easier and I think that's why lifting is so beautiful for me and for many other people it gives you ownership of your body and your destiny and your decisions and in my mind as well I think I've kind of built a body that 
in this new chapter, like bad things haven't happened to. And there's this sort of strong statue that I see of myself. And it's like a representation of sort of my new self. And it's been a long, a long journey and it's happened very, very slowly. But I like to think of myself now as steadfast and reliable I like to think in situations where I'm needed or if there's an emergency with my friends or family that people would feel safe with me and that I feel very capable in my body um I also like to think that I'd survive <laughs> in the apocalypse um I have fantasies about that a lot being a comic book lover I'm always like I think I'd definitely survive like quite a long time I'm physically very strong um and I can run quite far for quite long and I think the expression is, and it's used quite commonly in the fitness world, is hard to kill. Um, and I just love that idea. I just love feeling like you're just capable. Like I know right now I could like, you know, I don't know, looking around, I could pick up a chair and throw it or I could get out the room or it's just a very cool feeling to feel that way in your body. Um, so I will say <clears throat> I am a natural lifter. I am built for lifting. I am not a natural runner. Uh, but I'm stubborn as a mule and I refuse to give up. So that hobby's staying. But I am an endomorph. So I have always had thick, short, strong legs and strong traps. Uh, thanks, Dad, <laughs> for those genetics. But I'm more of a jack of all trades and a master of none. So I like to powerlift and run. So my powerlifting friends, I say, oh, I'm not that strong because I'm a runner. And my endurance running friends, I say, oh, I'm not that good of a runner because I'm a powerlifter. So I like to dip my toes in everything. And through the seasons of my life, I've really like gone between the two. And I think I have a really good balance because my training is very intuitive as to how I feel sort of on the day or in the season. You know, I'm really loving the strength at the moment, but next month I might decide that I, you know, I, I want to actually run a little bit faster. So I'll concentrate on that. But there are no rules around it, which is why I think I'm able to sustain this training without injury, because I really follow what I feel like. Like if I had a 20 kilometer run scheduled and I wake up and I know I'm too tired, it's not going to happen. I'll just go to the gym and do an upper body day. It's not a big deal. So I think having some flexibility within your training is is really important. So going back to my body type and what I'm naturally sort of built for, um, there are three different body types for people that don't know. Ectomorphs are long and lean, endomorphs are rounded with lots of muscle and body fat, um, obviously it changes depending on the person. They have a stockier structure and a slower metabolism, kind of think of like football linemen. Um, mesomorphs are athletic and muscular, capable of gaining weight or losing weight easily thanks to their efficient metabolism so those are the three sort of body types and it's quite important um, that you think a little bit about what you might be good at as a human being because we are all so beautifully different which is amazing that we all have these natural talents that lie within us so what does that mean for training and does it even matter now you are listening to this thinking okay there are three different body types where do I fit what does that mean Obviously, when you hear things on social media, it's very, very important. You don't just take it for face value and you look up peer-reviewed studies. Just don't blindly follow this information. So I'm going to give you an example um, of where this sort of body type comes into actual proof around training and applied training methods. So there was a study where children were divided into three groups, strength training, endurance training and no training. 
So stomatype significantly influenced the gains in performance measures. For example, mesomorphy was associated with greatest improvements in sprinting speed, whereas ectomorphy was associated with the greatest improvement in aerobic fitness endurance. The same performance measures are then positively influenced by our stomatype, also seen to result in increased trainability. So this is in part probably motivational. We like things we're good at and therefore put more effort into them. So I'm never going to be someone who runs a sub three hour marathon because I just naturally am not built for that. I am built for deadlifting though. So if I put all of my effort and time into that, I'm going to see a lot of reward and that's going to motivate me to be able to do it. This is by no means me dissuading anyone from trying anything. Like, look, I do long distance running and I'd say I'm pretty good at it, even though I'm maybe not naturally built for it. And there is an argument that, you know, there is no natural runner. And and I agree. I know plenty of very short, very sturdy women who run incredibly fast marathons. But this is just sort of me planting the seed in your head that we are all very, very, very different and we will get different results and naturally we will take to things differently. Or this is perhaps me just saying that it might take you a little bit longer to get into something, learn something or see the results from something. So... If you're terrible at running marathons yet excel at sprinting, you probably prefer sprinting. But of course, this is just one scientific way of looking at the body. There are so many variables, including upbringing, personality, trauma you've been through, mental health. So never let any of this stop you. It's just interesting to know how different we are. So do not compare yourself. It's like, yeah, me comparing myself to a long lean sprinter. We're genetically completely different and I would only be doing myself and my idiosynchronicities a disservice. We could do the same workouts, eat the same diet, and we'd look completely different. And isn't that wonderful? I will never look and perform like you, and you will never look and perform like me. So play to your strengths. So my lifting story. Lockdown. Obviously, we all know that's when I started running. That's when I went out to the local park and was running between trees. We all know the story now. But I had one dumbbell at home. One, I think it was like, I had two, three pound tiny mini weights at my mum's. And then I had like a eight pound or eight kilo dumbbell. Um, I then invested in a barbell later on, maybe like six months into my lifting. And I was doing the basics. I was teaching myself how to bicep curl, shoulder press, tricep extension and row. I was teaching myself how to do deadlifts, squats and hip thrusts. Nothing fancy nothing crazy just the fundamentals my form just got better and better as I got stronger but I was reading a lot I became very very invested in this so I was reading a lot I was watching a lot of YouTube videos Um, I was really really falling in love with it so in my opinion this is just my opinion I did more in my little garden with that dumbbell in a year than I've seen people do with expensive personal trainers and fancy gyms because I did the same thing over and over again. I learned to fall in love with the repetition and the beautiful mundaneness of the structure of it. The results lie not in the constant change and instant need to see progress, but in the wonderful quiet discipline of executing the fundamentals over and over again. If you think it's not working, that's most likely because you haven't been doing it long enough. For example, when I intake a client, I look at what is realistic for them. 
I would much rather they get three really connected, and I mean mind to muscle connection, so really feeling the workouts, really being in the workouts, really effective at home lifts, rather than being overwhelmed by a five day split at the gym using intimidating machines or the squat rack. So many people think they need these fancy five-day bodybuilder splits or these crazy different like, you know, oh, it's only optimal if you put your knee in this position and you use these two supersets to make sure your glutes are going this way and that way. And well, yes, when you get to a certain level of lifting and, you know, I'm at that level now where tiny little changes are going to help my performance. When you're in the beginning of it, what matters is consistency, sticking to something and not overwhelming yourself with all the information and all of the workouts. Stick to the basics and you will not do yourself any harm by just trying. So stick with it. It might take a little bit longer than you think. It will always take a little bit longer than you think, but that is okay. You're going to learn proper form as you go along and it's going to be quite you know, funny and embarrassing in the beginning. I mean, the first time I tried to do a Romanian deadlift was hilarious because like <laughs> your body's never moved in those positions now, but now it's automatic to me. I know how to set the barbell up. I know how to go into those positions. I know exactly how it works for me and my body. I know the weights that I lift, but it's been a journey. And I truly think that building those fundamentals for myself at home in lockdown, being just with my dumbbell, just drinking enough water, just getting some steps in. It was life-changing because I will always have those. And in the times that I haven't had access to gyms, which is quite a lot when I travel, you know, I'll go out on my little jogs and I'll try and like lift a heavy plant pot or get like, you know, a couple of rocks and do some things with it. And I still thrive in those environments, like a bit of iron and a wooden plank and I'll make a workout happen. I'm not so keen on the posh gyms, they're really funky. They're really fun. I like filming in them. And, you know, I just think the make do and mend and the grittiness of the at home workouts are like where I thrive and where I wish a lot of people would try to exist a little bit more in because I know what we see on social media with all of these like very slick workout videos is it's very attractive and, you know, it looks great and these people look great doing it. But really really the results lie in just doing the same thing over and over again and I encourage a lot of people to start working out at home first to build your confidence in form and also like how hilarious to be in your room listening to music trying to do a Bulgarian split squat falling over and making a fool of yourself and just being on your own doing that teaching yourself the fundamentals and then when you feel confident enough then you know you could join a gym um have a play on the machines and see if you like it. But I know so many people who still work out at home just with a pair of dumbbells and a resistance band. And it, it gets incredible results because consistency will win every single time. So we've spoken a bit about the emotional side of lifting and what that does for me and the freedom it creates and the space that it creates for myself. And <clears throat> there's so much emotion tied to it. But lifting really is, it's similar to me. There isn't so much adventure with lifting weights, but lifting really helps my inner teen. Um, and I had a lot of anger issues growing up and I felt like I had nowhere to put them. And that's why I turned to alcohol and food and, and other sort of, you know, things that I was distracting myself with. But lifting weights really, really gives me a place to put that anger. 
um, and also helps regulate my anxiety as well, more than anything, uh, more than running, more than anything. Um, it, it just, there's something about <laughs> lifting heavy things up and putting them back down that just makes you feel so strong. And it's a really, it's an outlet for aggression and not in a scary way and not in a intimidating way or an angry way. It's just a way of just getting that kind of primal energy out where you are frustrated or you've had it like when I have crap days at work or people are you know piling on me or whatever it is I I often you know I'll run to clear my head usually in the mornings um but I love an evening lift listening to my <laughs> angry playlists picking up heavy things and putting them back down I think a lot of lifters will tell you it creates a very special place where you know you slam the weights down you think yep I'm a human being and I am capable of anything and that's a really good way to channel anger because anger isn't about emotion there aren't any bad emotions it's just about knowing how to regulate them and express them and feel them and let them pass through you because uh, for, for a long time I thought sadness and, and anger were bad emotions and I shouldn't be feeling them but actually that's very dangerous um, and I have what I called used to have a Pandora's box of emotions. So things would happen, they'd make me angry and sad and I'd push the anger and sadness down into myself and I wouldn't allow myself to feel it. And that's what caused a lot of mental health issues. But now I have ways of bringing them out, whether that be through talk therapy or speaking to my friends and family, being very honest about things, running and lifting weights. It's an amazing way to regulate anger. So Talking about mental health, a lot is known about the impact of cardio and endurance training on emotional wellness, runner's high, for example. Um, but it's not as well known that weight training also has really positive mental uh, links to positive mental well-being. Recent research has uncovered overwhelming evidence for weight training's impact on mental health, confidence and self-esteem. One 2014 paper published in Frontiers in Psychology found that these anxiety-relieving effects were so widespread that they support for the use of resistance exercise in the clinical management of anxiety. So there you go. And all that jargon aside, nothing feels more badass than being strong. Nothing. Nothing in the world. I love it. I love walking down the street and feeling strong. It's just something that I... It's so empowering most especially as a woman. Obviously, I know for men as well, it's very empowering to be strong, but to be a smaller p woman in the world and know that I can, you know, lift 120 kilos and push, I don't even know what my bench PB is. I'm going to find out in the next few weeks. I think it's gone down quite a lot, but being able to push off you and pull and it's just, it, oh, it's so empowering. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk a little bit about body image and lifting and body recomposition because I think that's why a lot of people get into lifting weights and I think there was a big part of me that you know went into it slightly with the notion of wanting to change some things about myself which now I look back and I think really I'd rather gone into it thinking I'd like to maybe improve isn't the right word but just play to my strengths um because I came up or got into lifting in the era of the glute girls on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and the language was very much, you know, glute growth, small waist, you know, how to grow a booty and keep a small waist sort of thing. And, you know, look, 
bodybuilding is is a sport and it's an incredible thing. I mean, the, the discipline and technique and hard work and uh, just, it's amazing. It's amazing. I personally don't find it to be the most fulfilling reason for me to lift weights. I find that lifting primarily and only as a way to change your body to make it a little bit of an upsetting process just because I don't like to measure progress in the size of my body or the shape of my body or the way that I look. I certainly like to appear strong and I like to have, you know, an athletic build because I am an athletic person. But releasing a little bit of that control of like, you know, I'm I'm going to train this three times a week so that that, you know, that changes. And if I don't see change in that, I'm going to be really upset about it. And I'm going to track every single calorie and every single macro that I eat so that I can change this thing about myself. Often, I just find that that's quite intertwined with causing body image problems laterally. Um, so after you've done this thing that you've wanted to change you then go into an, a maintenance phase which is amazing but sometimes it's just it, it, I can just see that it causes a little bit of issues and this is just from me as a coach who's worked with a lot of women now I just see the more what I like to do is foster and encourage a love for movement that's outside of just what you look like I like to think of the sort of aesthetic side to be a byproduct of falling in love with movement because human beings are meant to move and we're made to move and we we should do hard things we should be lifting weights and we should be doing you know cardio for our hearts our bodies our mental health everything it is a way to look after yourself and if you can find fun pockets within those whether it be powerlifting, uh, boxing, or, you know, running, whatever it is, I think rock climbing, canoeing, there's so many things that if you fall in love with a sport or a community and you tie yourself, look at um, CrossFit, CrossFit's a huge community, I love the CrossFit community, it, it just seems to foster this sort of like lifelong love for movement that isn't so closely tied for women to the shape of your body the size of your body or how you look you know and I think that and I've interesting enough I've, I've been to lots of different gyms that do different things and the gyms that are very bodybuildery I find a little uncomfortable and I think that's my own that's my own demons because deep down I still have that bad body image voice that tells me like, girl, you need to stop training upper body so much and you should probably stop running. You should probably concentrate on growing your bum, <laughs> you know, which when I say out loud, I'm like, oh, my God, that's not my life at all. But, you know, then I go to gyms that are like CrossFit gyms and everyone's doing pull ups and high vibing and, you know, there's 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 merit in all reasons to get into movement. So I think if you are on a journey to lifting weights to want to change something about your physique, that is so good. Like you are allowed to do that. Absolutely. Having physique goals is amazing. And I think, you know, it's a it's a kind of like a gateway drug for a lot of people. I know a lot of people who got into it to do that and then end up falling in love with something along the way, whether it's powerlifting or, you know, Olympic lifting. And I think just with the removal of that pressure to make your body look a certain way the results come quicker because you're focused on what lifting can do for your quality of life you know making everyday tasks easier like I said in the beginning and most importantly 
the doing of the lifting, you know, deadlifts, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, whatever it is, the doing, that's the fun of it. Falling in love with that and remaining consistent because you love it is such something that just isn't spoken about is if you love a sport, you're going to do it more and it's going to be easy easier for you if you don't see this type of movement as a punishment and as a way to like, <laughs> because you are not, you are not something that is in need of constant fixing. And I think that we're kind of taught this or sh this is shoved down our throats, especially as women and men too, that we are people who are in constant need of change and fixing and do this and do that and grow this and shrink that and buy this skincare, lift these weights, you know, eight weeks to perfect abs or hourglass body. And it's, it's just the notion that you can say to that, like, actually, no, I just want to move because it's fun and because it makes me feel good and because it helps my quality of life is a really, really beautiful thing. And finding your happy in movement, you know, it should enrich your life. It shouldn't overtake it. And that's certainly what I learned along the way, coming from lifting at home, just playing around with weights and just seeing what I could do to now doing some pretty serious powerlifting and really working on my compound lifts. So squat, dead, bench, um, bit of hip thrust if I can be bothered. And it's, it's really, it's been such a long journey, but I saw the biggest change, should we say, in my own physique and strength when I kind of release control. And I, we spoke about this last week about releasing control, but it's a big thing. As soon as I kind of stopped focusing on these random online workouts that were very focused around aesthetic results and I started to just be like, and I remember the day that I was in the gym and I had this like crazy plan with like all these split squats and supersets and bands and, you know, just like trying so hard to feel muscles that I just don't necessarily, they don't recruit for me. I'm very quad focused and I was trying to train my glutes and it just used to upset me every single week it upset me. So I was at the squat rack and I was setting up, I think hip thrusts and I was like, I actually just want to deadlift today I'm just that's all I'm gonna do and I just was deadlifting and I was adding plates and adding plates each time getting heavier and heavier and heavier and much like this PB I just did I lifted 100 kilos that day but I was always capable of doing that I was just getting out of my own way and discovering what it was that I loved doing and then that was it for me after that I knew okay I want to do strength I want to be strong I want to lift for power and I think there's something very, very beautiful in releasing control of that. And also for me, you know, I don't I don't really enjoy being in the gym for a long time. I lift three times a week, uh, twice to three times a week. And my workouts are usually 45 minutes to an hour. That's enough. That That's enough. Um, sure, if I was if I was focused on other things and I had other disciplines and I wasn't mixing running in with it, I'd probably want to spend a little bit longer but as a busy person and someone who you know I think I think my results are pretty good that's all I do and you know I think this sort of like 
thing online of it just being like, you know, five day split and I'm in the gym for two hours and you have to do these things and that things, really just simplifying it and breaking it down to the fundamentals. Enjoying your workouts is a big thing as well, not overcomplicating them for yourself. It will make all the difference. Lifting weights can be incredibly rewarding, whether it be for aesthetics or strengths or supporting your running or a many, a many myriad of reasons why people get into lifting weights. I think it's important for quality of life, for longevity of life, for enriching your life. And I will do episodes on specific subjects within the lifting. I just thought I'd talk a little bit about my personal lifting journey um, and how it's kind of what it means to me and how it's uh, how it's progressed. But more than anything, lifting has given me the opportunity and the chance to reclaim my body after years of feeling like I didn't have control over it. There is nothing more empowering than a good weight session, than a good lifting session, than hitting new numbers on a PB. And I think as much as I love running, lifting is something I'm naturally incredibly good at. And I'm really excited over the next few months to delve deeper into that with all of you as well. Talk more about strength and talk more about uh, body recomposition as well. All of those things. But if you take anything away from today's episode, I, I hope that it's that lifting can be a way of finding joy and community and strength and trust in yourself, you know, a lot of trust in yourself because the online space with lifting is, it's treacherous waters and people get lost in the language of optimal supersets. And, you know, while those things are important for people who are really you know quite far into their journeys and are looking into the science of why things do what they do nailing the fundamentals just trying as I say with running getting out the door and just trying with lifting is the same thing just give it a go pick up a dumbbell do the easiest workout you can find on YouTube you know it doesn't matter as long as you stick with it and you make it a part of your life that isn't a chore it's not overtaking it doesn't feel panicky or strict or enforced it's just you know the calm discipline of doing something that you know is going to be really really good for you and having patience when it comes to seeing results building muscle most especially as a woman takes a very long time I didn't see big changes in my physique until probably about eight months ago, I would say. Maybe, yeah, about eight months ago, nine months ago. And that's when I started to really see definition in, in my my back and in my shoulders, in my legs. And that's because it takes a long time to build muscle. We're talking, you know, years. You will, when you start lifting, have newbie gains and that gets everyone very excited because you can make huge progress in the first three months, you know, because that's just like when you start doing that your body's like yay we're gonna build some muscle and then it gets a little bit more difficult and the people that you look up to on social media the people I look up to on social media all the girls powerlifters and crossfit girls that I like have been lifting for 10 years you know they've been doing this a really long time and really I'm only two years into my proper powerlifting journey so I'm just a little baby fledgling and I've got so much more 
to explore and muscle to build and weights to lift and you know numbers to hit and it's really exciting and I think the balance between this and running is 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 really my happy place and I feel very grateful for them both because they both give me uh, beautiful spaces to channel emotions and I think I've learned that movement you know is not a punishment it is it's just or should be a joy and should feel fun and funny and not so serious. Sometimes it is very serious, you know, of course, for people who are super professionals and, and all of that good stuff. And as a coach, I do take it very seriously. I'm very well versed and read and I have a lot of knowledge that backs me up that I can make it fun for people. But for the beginner who sat at home thinking, where do I begin? begin at the beginning and don't put pressure on yourself to know it all or do these fancy workouts or get a fancy gym membership just get a pair of dumbbells try a very simple upper and lower body throw in a full body split maybe you know a month into your journey but just focus on the fundamentals in the very beginning I was just doing upper body and lower body once a week so twice a week I was lifting weights and I was getting my steps in and that was enough for the first you know three four months so don't overcomplicate it for yourself because you will get overwhelmed and the joy is the journey you 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 have to love every single part and the beginning is the most exciting part I loved it because it was all new and it was all progress and it was all exciting and I finally decided I was going to do this thing for myself and stick to it and how beautiful is that so you know these results take time but remember to stop and congratulate yourself for starting and for trying because that's incredible and I mean if we take my journey for example like really <laughs> anything is possible you you can achieve the results you want but it takes a long time and so it's very important to allow yourself to to rest and enjoy you know stop and smell the flowers around you as they say so with that I'm gonna end on a poem as I do every week now um, this is a lovely poem. This is a poem that I, uh, I've liked for a very long time. Um, it's about strength and it's by William Ernest Henley and it's called Invictus. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. So with that, I will leave you. That was episode 12. We have many other things to dig into when it comes to lifting. Next week, we're going to talk about spiritualism, ego death, and not giving a flying about what people think about you. How to, how to let your weirdness fly without worrying about other people's opinions so that's going to be a really great episode then we've got some inner child work to delve into and then I think we'll come back to some specifics in lifting so many exciting things to come but I thank you for joining me I send you warm hugs until next week talk to you soon <laughs>